0: You are now entering Frida's World. Join us as we address various issues facing women of color in the workplace. We'll help you navigate your professional and personal life the Frida way. This? It's Frida's world. What's it like? What's it like? Classy and ratchet at the same time. You clash it. Like you love church music, but you f- with future. That's clatch it. It's Frida's world. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of Frida's World. Happy Wednesday! Happy Hump Day! I hope you guys had an amazing weekend, an amazing week so far. I just wanted to thank you all for sending me your birthday wishes and affirmations. Many of you slipped into the DMs and sent me some amazing birthday uh, affirmations. And I really, really appreciate it. For those of you who did not know, my birthday was this past Saturday. I'm a December 4th baby, a true Sagittarian. And it was actually a really cool birthday, more low-key than I'm used to having. But nonetheless, I got to spend a lot of time with myself And I did, you know, engage in some social activities. I had a good friend of mine who had a baby shower and I ended up doing this axe throwing thing. I was always curious about this axe throwing activity that I saw everybody posting about. So I was able to do that later on in the evening. So overall, it was a pretty low key, but very, very cool birthday. And I think the older we get, for the most part. Um, We appreciate, you know, low key events, right? (laughs) I mean, back in the day, I would always want to do a a lounge, an activity, a dinner, and it was always so exhausting. But, you know, just being able to spend time with yourselves and the people that you truly, truly, you know, love and care about. um, I think that that's the movement. And I don't know if it's really an age thing or a personality thing. Maybe I'm evolving. I don't know. But Either way, it was a really, really great weekend. So thank you guys again for the well wishes. So today I wanted to talk about setting boundaries. And I know we've talked about this on some of, you know, our past uh, episodes, you know, about setting boundaries and the importance of setting boundaries, the importance of saying no, the importance of, you know, knowing how much to really put on your plate. And I feel like there's a conversation that we're going to have to continuously have, not just on this platform, but just in everyday life. We have to have it with ourselves, with our friends, because we have to be reminded, right, that we got to take it easy at times and we can't always do everything in the same breath and in the same time. It's something that I've always dealt with because I've always done many things. I've always juggled a million things. Um, And a lot of the reason I think for that is because of my inability at times to set boundaries. And we all know it's harder to set boundaries with your loved ones, with your friends, with people who are close with you, because some of us have this complex within ourselves where we need to be needed and that being helpful somehow has become part of our identities. You know, I talk about my upbringing um, on this show at times and that I was raised in a sense to serve, right? Being Haitian American, being Seventh-day Adventist, especially in a religion that was really about community service and health and all these different things. You know, combine these two together. Um, I was literally just, you know, volunteering my entire life since I could walk. I think I was volunteering, and it and it was something that was instilled in me from my parents, from my church, from my community. And so, as I got older, and even though I pulled away, you know, um, from some of these settings, you know, this desire to always want to help. Um at times got out of hand. you know, I didn't say no a lot. I was always running myself ragged, helping people because one I was you know that's what I was raised to do. but I think at you know at some point, being needed was something that was important to me, and I think that that was something that became part of my identity, so that if I wasn't needed if if my services weren't needed, then you know I was kind of lost, right. So it took me a long time to identify that, acknowledge that and then work, you know, to break that. But I think that, you know, it it happens a lot in the workplace as well too, right? So we talk about being needed by our friends, family and community, but in the workplace it becomes it, it it's a, it's a monster at times, right? And especially as women of color, we are trying to keep up with the workplace. We are trying to make ourselves visible. We are trying to make ourselves um, present in the workplace. I think a lot of times our boundary setting skills are compromised because of this overarching need to be accepted, to be needed, to be wanted, and to feel important, right? And I I can't remember which episode, but there was one episode where we really went deep on it. And I guess maybe I'll find it (laughs) now, tag it in one of the posts. But this pandemic has changed the workforce. We know this, we've talked about this, you know, on the last show, how the pandemic has changed. The way that we think of work and the way that we do work And even those of us who are back at the workplace 100%, there's still a change. Things are not the same. And, you know, in talking with my friends over the course of the pandemic, one of the biggest issues that I feel like we all faced was setting boundaries. Imagine working from home, Right. Or even working hybrid or whatever the case is. And you are literally on 24 seven, meaning when you were in the workplace, if you were a nine to five or a nine to sixer, even if you were a nine to an 11 or whatever, right, extended hours, there was a point where you had to go, where you, you logged off. And you went home. There was a point where you stopped responding to emails, where you stopped replying to chat messaging and all these things. You wrapped up your meetings and you scheduled things for the next day, right? You there was a point where your day ended. With this pandemic and with this working from home and even hybrid work, that has since like those lines have been blurred. There have been many times where it was 2 a.m. and I'm responding to messages. Now for some people, maybe this was good for them, right? Because maybe during the day they weren't fully on, right? They weren't fully a hundred percent. And so maybe they kept some work for the wee hours of the day because maybe that's when they are most productive. And I think we had a show about this as well too, right? Working when you're most productive. So maybe this Uh, hybrid slash remote working was amazing for some people because they were able to really uh, spread out their day and really, you know, focus on the time periods that were best for them. However, I think for the majority of us, we found ourselves working from 8 a.m., 7 a.m., 9 a.m. up until maybe 3 a.m., Because we were randomly, you know, it's like that we were, I don't know if it was programmed or expected to check emails at all hours of the night because we were receiving emails, right? Our supervisors, I think, were like, you know, they were in, they were in heaven with this, you know, they're sending emails at all hours of the night. Um, And now with messaging, right? So Teams chats and team video calls, that was not something that we were really used to so much before unless you were working You know, with international companies and you had to be on, you know, be on on different time, you know, waves and you had to use Messenger and Teams. For the most part, most of us who worked in traditional workspaces never had to use Teams Messenger or Zoom or anything like that, because if a meeting was to take place, we would meet in person. That's how it went. But with the pandemic, things turned more digital, right? So we're chatting all the time, and so that chat messenger has, you know, was an extension of email. So at any given time of night—ten p.m., nine p.m., eleven p.m.—we're getting messages from our managers, our colleagues, or our supervisors, expecting a conversation via chat and even when your supervisor would say things like you know even if i send you a message at 2 a.m. or i send you a chat don't ex- i don't expect you to respond but honestly though i mean it's one thing to get an email at like 2 a.m. right but then it's another to get an actual like chat message directly to you and it's like you hear the ping it's hard to not really respond and engage, right? Especially if we're not technically doing anything. It's like, okay, well, I'll answer this, you know, chat message. And then next thing you know, you're in a whole like hour conversation meeting about work at 10, 11, 1 a.m. I can admit that there was there was a time that at 4 a.m. I was going back and forth on Teams chat with my supervisor and that's not healthy. Even if I was up, even if I had nothing going on and I was, you know, I woke up from the middle of my sleep, it is not healthy to be engaging with your supervisor on Workplace Matters at four o'clock in the morning. Like, Because I think what's going to happen is that when we, when we get back to a place of somewhat normalcy when the world is open and maybe you know they they pull away this remote option or hybrid option i feel like the work dynamic it's still going to be messed up i feel like you know the expectations especially from managers to the subordinates i feel like the expectations are are going to be skewed because for a whole 2 years We've been operating without these boundaries, right? You hit me up at 4 a.m., I'm responding. You send a message at midnight via email, I'm, you know, I'm responding. That would have never taken place before. And I feel that, you know, when we start to get back to a place of somewhat normalcy and then we and then we the subordinates or whatever, try to try to go back to our normal way of responding to things. I feel like the I feel like there's going to be an issue with expectations. Because right now, you know, everyone is is available at at a touch, right? Available by a Teams chat. We have these things downloaded to our phones. They expect immediate responses. You know, I get calls from Teams Messenger like whenever. You know, like and there and there's an expectation that I am going to respond because of the way that I have been operating. I didn't set clear boundaries where it's like you can call, but I'm not going to pick up, right? Or yes, you can send your chat message at three o'clock in the morning, but you are not going to get a response. I have not been setting those clear boundaries and so there is a fear that when again things go back to somewhat normal whatever that looks like that this this instantaneous reply that you know expectation that I've allowed to be set will become problematic And so a lot of my friends have also been experiencing the same issues where the tone that we are receiving from our managers and and other colleagues, because it's not just managers, right? But our other colleagues, this tone of urgency, everything is an emergency, everything needs to be replied to ASAP Rocky, everything needs to have a quick turnaround, Um. I think it's because we have not set those boundaries, and so you know a question might be, well, how do you set these boundaries now, like if you've already let them get away with murder for almost two years, how do you now go back and say, well, you know, and set these expectations or, or re- rearrange these expectations? I think that it can happen at any time i't I don't think that there's really a strategic plan to that. I think we just have to do it because at the end of the day, the people who are sending these four o'clock in the morning messages and three o'clock in the morning messages, they know damn well <laughs> that this is outside of work hours. Even if you are an exempt employee where you don't really have set nine to five or set 35 hour or 40 hour a week, a week's, um, They know that sending you a message at 2 a.m. is unconscionable, you know, and it's funny because the other day I was um, reading an article about this exact issue and they were giving some tips on how to really manage, (laughs) you know, this this issue, I guess, of of this expectation of quick turnaround. Right. And one thing that the article mentioned made a lot of sense to me. Even if you are that individual who like, you know, who is okay with replying to a message at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m., or whatever the case is, in order to manage the expectations of your workforce, of your supervisor, uh, or you know, whatever your position is, you know, draft these messages. You could draft if you're up at 2 a.m., which a lot of us sometimes are, draft the email, draft the response. But schedule it to be sent during normal business hours that way you are setting this this tone that i am I work and I am available during the hours of x and x right, and you are in a sense shifting that expectation that I am able to you know i am I am up and ready to answer and work at two o'clock in the morning right because i can tell you as much of a night owl that i am at times i am not i do not want anybody expecting me to be on at 2 a.m. every single day you know we we are definitely part of a culture and you know the american culture is to work till you're dead right it's to work 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 overwork that is our culture that is the american culture uh taking time off i mean people brag about not taking vacation for years People brag about never taking a sick day and crawling into work with the flu. Like this is the culture that we are a part of. And so with that being the culture, expectations from you know, managers and colleagues is that, you know even when you're on vacation, you're gonna be responding to messages. Even when you're sick, you're going to be part of these meetings that we are never off. And I think that you know when we address issues of mental health and we address issues of wellness, it's up to us, especially as women of color, to really reclaim our time. We have to reclaim our time. We have to reclaim our health. And there, you know, it's hard to do so when we're navigating this new territory. But I think that if we put our mental health first, if we put wellness first, we'll definitely be on the right path. And when I say put wellness first, It means that we can't be on 24 7. We cannot be available 24 7 to the workplace. It's, it's not, it was not normal when we were physically going into the workplace, and it's certainly not normal now that you know we're dealing with so many different issues but to be on to be sleeping with your laptop right next to you which I bring that up because this is something that I routinely do my laptop is my bedmate and that's not cool we have to do better and so we need to set these uh expectations and we need to set these boundaries and so I think what I would ask each and every one of you to do is to really you know evaluate what you've been doing you know these last 20 months or 20, is it 21 months now, I think, 21 months, 22 months, these last months of the pandemic, really evaluate, you know, how you've been responding, how you've been showing up to work, you know, in person, at home, and really look to see where the boundaries need to be set, right? Is is your boundaries like, listen, After 5 p.m., I don't care if I'm working remotely. I was clocked in since 9 a.m. Once 5 p.m. hits, the computer is turning off. I am turning off notifications on my phone and any business that comes in after 5 p.m. will be dealt with the next day. Maybe that can be, you know, uh, a boundary that you set. Another boundary can be that you are not responding um, to chat messages, you know, um, you know, after a certain time, right? Uh, you are not replying to emails. Even if you get them at two am, you're not going to be replying. And if you do reply, you know, because you choose to be up or you happen to be up and you are, maybe that's when your juices are really flowing, it's okay to draft the email, but schedule it during normal business hours, right? Because we don't want to send that message because there's going to be a time when you're just not going to be on. Like it happens to us all. We make ourselves available, but then there is going to be that time, that moment when you can't be available, because it's 2 a.m. or it's 4 a.m. or you're on vacation. But because you've built that expectation that, that that, you know, you're always on, it's gonna be that one assignment, that one critical phone call. Like it's gonna be something like that's totally out of whatever, that's gonna be so critical that, you know, your lack of response like costed the company X, Y, and Z. And in retrospect, it's like, well, if you know, if I work nine to five and this, this emergency came in at ten eight, you know, 10 PM and I, prior to the pandemic would have never been even like, it would never have been a thing for me to even be responding to anything at 10 PM. I would have been good, but because I've been working from home and I've been working 24 seven and I've developed this expectation for you that I am always available you then you then believe that i was always available and then you didn't think twice then to assign me an assignment at like 10 p.m. or schedule a crazy ass call and then the one day that i'm like i i just can't i cannot extend myself anymore the crisis occurs right so we have to be careful about the expectations that uh, are set, right? And that's where the setting of the boundaries comes into place. And everybody's boundaries are going to be different. So I can't necessarily sit here and tell you this is exactly what you need to do. I think you have to do an evaluation for yourself, an evaluation of your work ethic, an evaluation of what, you know, expectations have been already in existence um, versus what's occurring now and really come up with a plan, Really come up with a system, really come up with your own set of boundaries and then put them into place. Put them into place. And sometimes that might not be the easiest because maybe you fear backlash. Maybe you fear, I don't know, um, you know, some sort of reprimand or whatever the case is, but your time is your time. And I always tell people as well, you know, go back to your employee handbook, <laughs> go black, go back to the policies and rules and procedures of your workplace. Go back to HR because it's interesting, you know, how much we allow the workplace, um, you know, to get away with, you know, how, how much of our rights <laughs> are being infringed on how much of, you know, workforce, workplace, labor rules and regulations, uh, are being violated right when it comes to you know the hours we work and and the things that we are um you know the perks and stuff that we are given so either way, long story short you know we're we're heading into a new year, and I know a lot of people like to. Uh, have this fresh start mentality when it comes to the new year. So even if you don't plan on setting these boundaries now, start thinking about them. We are in December. We have a few more weeks left before the year is over. And so if you are one of these fresh start people like January, that's your fresh start. That's your new year's. That's when everything's going to change. That's fine but start thinking about how you want to set these boundaries. Start thinking about what boundaries you're trying to set so that when the new year, you know, happens, when it when it takes place that you are, you know, ready to jump in there with this new plan of yours. So, hopefully this was helpful to you and I really hope that you guys take into consideration how important it is to set these boundaries, um especially with the workplace because things are so different now and we want to make sure that we are not overextending ourselves, overexerting ourselves. Because even before the pandemic, we have seen how dispensable employees are. And just yesterday, I had seen a CNN article about a company that fired 900 employees within three minutes over a Zoom call, right? So you know companies they, they we are dispensable and so if we don't take care of our own mental health and our own wellness they're not they're not doing it for us they, they i mean they i don't want to say they can care less because some of us might really work for great organizations i know that i work for a really great organization that does take into consideration people but A lot of us don't work for these organizations that care about people. I mean, if you can imagine being fired over Zoom with, you know, 899 of your colleagues, I mean, that's crazy, right? So... We gotta, we gotta do better for ourselves. We gotta take care of ourselves, and so I want to segue just a little bit to uh, next week's uh, episode. Next week, we are going to have an HR recruiter, HR professional, on the show. She's been up. A- a Frida, Frida woman. You know, she's been a Frida guest before in the past. But I think that as we are, again, entering the new year, a lot of us are coming upon promotion season, bonus season. Some of us want to reevaluate our salaries, but we find it difficult because some of us have been working from home remotely and we might feel like we are not deserving because maybe we don't feel like we did enough. You know, there's a lot of these these thoughts that go through our head when it comes to requesting more of ourselves. And I think the pandemic has definitely added more stress, and it's you know definitely curbed us from thinking about what we deserve. And I think that, you know, getting a little help, a little boost from an HR. recruiter who recruits for some, you know Fortune 500 organizations and companies, I think having her insight uh will really really be um you know important really be a game changer for us i mean i've had conversations with her offline in the past and she was telling me about certain perks and and certain things that we as women need to ask for and that are available for us and i was just blown away at the things that We can demand when we're negotiating packages. And so I definitely think that you guys are going to get so much out of this. So you want to make sure that you are tuned in next week as we talk about, um, you know, promotion season and, and how to leverage, you know, what you're currently doing to command a better salary, a bigger salary and what tools What research that we need to do to basically come prepared right to the table when we are commanding a higher salary? So definitely want to keep to you know keep it locked and in, in tuned or whatever <laughs> for next week. So with that being said, everyone, I hope you guys have an amazing rest of the week. I hope you have an amazing weekend, and I will talk to you guys next week. Whose world is this? It's Frida's world. What's it like? What's it like? Classy and ratchet at the same time. You clash it like you love church music, but you f- with future. That's clatch It's Frida's world.